Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! All right, Pops, we have the headphones on. That means one thing and one thing only. We've got a special guest joining us. We're going to be talking about all things Toyota, and this is actually us. We went up north to the great country yeah. of Canada. We're going to be bringing in a special guest here. Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? Yeah. We've got yes. Marcello, and I'm not going to butcher your last name. He is <laughs> here on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let myself do that live. Marcello is the proud owner and operator of Toyota World here on YouTube. He's also a sales manager up at Maple Toyota in Ontario, Canada. We are thrilled to have Marcello with us here today, Dad. Marcello, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself, your channel, what you're doing, and then let's dive yes. into the media stuff, like what the heck's okay. happening with Toyota. <laughs> yeah, cool. First of all, thank you very much, Zach and Ray. Great pleasure. Watch your stuff for a long time now, so it's cool to be on your show. Um, so thank you for that. So Everyone, Marcello Mastroianni, that's how it's pronounced. Um, so I'm here, at, we're here at Maple Toyota. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, we're here at Maple Toyota. I've been here for about 14 years and uh, started out as a sales rep, got my feet wet for a few years. And then somewhere around 2011, I moved up to management and I've been there ever since. It's a good place, great company, Toyota. Um, you know, I started probably a couple of years ago, right when COVID hit, to be honest, um, you know, no one was able to come into our showrooms and it was hard for them to see a vehicle, touch a vehicle, smell a vehicle. So I figured why not start something where I can represent the product a little bit better to the public. They can see the features, they can see the colors and so on. And that was sometime in early 2020 and it just kind of went from there. Kind of went from there. Yeah, the public really likes it. So here we are. Well, God bless you. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. that you have the YouTube channel. Channel, And again, it's Toyota World. Just search YouTube or Instagram or online for that. But Pops, I'll let you queue up the first question here for Marcello. What's top of mind? We got we got a real live breathing person on the ground, not just us you know, who are you talking You want me to heads. tee up the first question? Marcello, what the hell is going on with Toyota and, and, uh, and their lack of production and lack of vehicles? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Unfortunately, what's going on, it's a global economical issue. There's a lot of natural disasters. There's a lot of COVID related issues that sparked in the past 12 to 24 months that caused, caused delays for everyone, right? Caused delays for, you know, if you want to go buy a refrigerator, if you want to go buy an Xbox or whatever it is. So here we are in the car industry and, uh, you know, you you'll you'll you you might not believe, but it's almost every manufacturer that's having issues. We're in an auto mm -hmm. mall, so just to give you a little bit of a background where I work. Uh, we're part of an organization called the Zankin Automotive Group, uh, which runs about forty plus dealers in Ontario and all kinds of manufacturers. You've got Jaguar, you've got Honda, Nissan, Toyota. Every manufacturer is hurting a bit right now with regards to. Um, with regards to product availability. I think the difference of, of why you guys brought me on here, uh, Toyota is a very transparent company, right? So whenever there's an issue, they deal with it. And sometimes they go public with that. So I think the recent news is really just news that 
any other manufacturer could be doing right now. But Toyota is trying to go to the forefront and say, hey, listen, there's an issue. Here's the issue. This is why we don't know the severity as of yet. Uh, we don't know exactly how or when it's going to take effect, but this is what's going on. So you got to look at it like that. You got to look at it as a positive thing. I think um, transparency, get the word out there. If you want a Toyota, no problem, come in. But here's what's going to be, here's what it's going to look like, right? So I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Uh, you know, not not really to sweep stuff under the rug. It, it kind of puts the information in the hands of the public, which is which is always good. So let's touch on that a little bit, Marcello. What is the buying experience right now at your dealership? We get asked the question constantly, and we have a ton of resources on it. I can't thank my dad for doing this enough. How to factory order a car, how to factory order a car, how to factory order a car. You can't factory order a Toyota. Can you kind of walk our audience and our community through what's the yeah. process of buying a Toyota like right now? Yeah. So right now, our showroom is full, but it's full with uh, with vehicles that we are waiting to get delivered, right? And the reason why we do that is to show customers this is what the vehicle looks like. Now you can't really drive them, of course, you can't sit in them, but at least you can you can see them, touch them, right? Um, probably back in, I would say April of 2021, is when the news hit us saying, "Hey, there's going to be an issue." Just giving you guys a heads up. You're going to have shortages and we're all looking like, no, that's the U S that's Ford. That's, that's GM. No, that's Canada. Are you kidding? We, we, we're a small market, right? Compared to the U S you guys are massive, right? Anyway. So we, we kind of said, okay, we'll get there when we get there. And then July hit of 2021. And we noticed vehicles that were in production weren't getting built and they were getting built a lot later than they were supposed to. And we said, okay, there's a problem coming. Uh, there's an issue coming. So it really hit us in summer of 2021. And that's when we had to kind of change our momentum of how we sell, of our dialogue to the customer, of our dialogue as management to the staff, right? Yeah. And we kind of changed everything, right? Like uh, transparency is key, always. Uh, I brought these papers up, so I'll show you guys, I'll show the audience what we do here to identify a purchase uh, of a vehicle. So we have three deal sheets when you come in and buy a vehicle. Wow. Yellow represents that you've bought the vehicle over the phone via email. The customer was not here. The blue represents that you're a repeat customer, that you are uh, a lease renewal. So you've got your lease that's due and, uh, and you're repeating that lease in another vehicle. The green... It's just a standard customer that we got off of a, uh, you know, a referral or a, or a cold call or whatever it might be. But what we do actually, and this is what we've done since, like I mentioned, fall of 2021, late summer, is we've uh, issued a clause on all of these documents. And unfortunately, you won't be able to really read it right, right there, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of read it out to you. So basically what it says is that this is a factory order disclosure. You're factory ordering this vehicle. It may take six months or longer. Wow. Price, price, rates, and residual are subject to change. Trade in to be reevaluated at time of delivery. So what we've done right there is we've set the tone for what's going on in the market. We've told customers, you know what? I, I don't have a production date for your RAV4. It's going to be a minimum of six months, might be longer. We're factory ordering this vehicle. We go through with it and we wait. 
we wait. But if you're transparent from the beginning, there's really no issue. The issue becomes when when there's no dialogue like that, right? When the customer comes in, wants to buy a vehicle, and then they expect two months, three months, four months, whatever it might be, but it's really eight. Yeah. That, that's when there becomes an issue, right? So it's it's just transparency right from the beginning. And we've been doing a great job at that. We do have a lot of factory orders pending, uh, but everyone's been communicated with. So just out of curiosity, having run dealerships in the past uh, where we've done a lot of factory orders, um, what type of regimen have you set up for your salespeople to stay in contact with these people that have ordered the vehicles um, so that they, the customer doesn't have to be the one contacting your, your staff wondering what's going on? Is, is there a certain regimen that's set up for your salespeople to be in touch with their customers? Yes. So we do have a, I guess you can call it a, a CRM tool that we use, which uh, sets up a task for that sales representative to automatically contact via phone, email, or text this customer until the date of delivery. Um, but we're actually going to go one step further than that. We're going to set up an automated email for all of these customers in our buying cycle that bought that, that we know didn't pick up yet. And it's automatically mm -hmm. going to send them an update. Uh, so we're working on that right now to be a little bit more in, in with the times. But yeah, definitely communication is key. Like even if even if we sell a vehicle today and we know it's not coming until September, which is normal right now, it's still important to have some kind of dialogue at least once a month, every couple of weeks. Say, hey, how's it going? Everything's still cool with your trade-in? This is what's going on, right? I want to hit on something that's coming up in the chat here, and it comes from John. Wait, you cannot lock in and out the door price. And this is where things, I think, get really interesting is, yeah. Marcello, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you don't know if over the next six months that base MSRP from the manufacturer is going to change. And if that does happen, then you are probably going to pass that along to the customer. And you're yeah. also, I think you can speak to this a little bit, you're in Ontario, where if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you can't sell vehicles over the manufacturer's suggested retail price. So if you don't mind, hit on John's points there. Yeah, so John, thanks for the question. So the way it works basically is um, it, it, we, we've already had this happen. So we've had the 2021 RAV4 Hybrid XSE tech packages go up about $1,000 from the previous year to the 2022. Um, some changes in equipment and so on. So... Unfortunately, there's no protection for these things. Um, it's just, it, it never was, it never it never is. Uh, that the whole point here is to, to get these things covered at the time of making your deal. And, and if, there, if there is gonna be some kind of uh, protection, then that should be worked out, negotiated or whatever the case is at that time. I would not expect that, I would not expect that to be an automatic for sure. Um, I do know though that Nissan over here in Canada is having a, I believe it's called a 150 day sales event, but it, it looks like the sales event is with regards to this topic. It's with regards to protecting prices and MSRPs. Uh, so that's cool. You're starting to see some manufacturers doing that, but, uh, but I would not assume, I definitely would not assume no. Especially in the midst of what happens with like Tesla, for example, where the prices, the manufacturer suggested retail price changes weekly. We've talked oh, wow. about a bit on this show, you know, Toyota is very transparent about what's happening within the organization, the challenges that they're facing, the fact that 11 out of their 14 factories in Japan were down. You know, they, they put that out there. They didn't hide it. We've been talking about and kind of, um, you know, just, just guessing that we wouldn't be surprised if we see some increases to MSRP on Toyotas. 
And yeah, in that case, what can you do? I mean, you can negotiate, obviously, the the, the purchase order, but there's always going to be that clause that the dealer's going to have, which is, but if the manufacturer increases the price to us, we're going to pass it along to you. I, I know uh, when when I was at the mini store, the way we used to do it is is we would negotiate the price okay. subject to any manufacturer's increase in price that will be passed on to the customer. So if if the the vehicle went up two hundred hours from the time they ordered it to the time that it came in, yeah, uh, there would be an additional two hundred hour charge to the customer because that was something we couldn't control, and that was something that Mini would not control for us. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It is. It is. You know what, guys? Nobody likes to this this position that 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 we're living right now. It's not ideal for the customer. It's not ideal for the uh, for the dealership, right? For the sales reps. But you've got to make the best of it, and it always boils down to transparency. It really does. Can I ask a silly question? Prior prior to COVID, what what was your normal on ground inventory looking like in in the numbers of vehicles? Yeah, we we so we're a big store. We're a category one store, which is considered huge for Ontario. Um, we would carry anywhere from about 250 to 300 new cars and about 100 or just shy of 100 pre-owned. But that's... And now? <laughs> and, and now what's your, what's your available on hand? Available? Yeah. One. One. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say one, but, but maybe not, guys. It might have been just sold this morning, but one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a tough way to have to do business. So your day's supply is zero? <laughs> yeah. The only inventory we carry are the ones waiting to get picked up. Wow. Yeah. Aside from pre-owned. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Have, just, have you increased the amount of the pre-owned inventory over this, over this time? Hard to do that. Hard to do that. Uh, so hard to, we, we'd love to, but hard to do that because a large bulk of our trade-ins are off-lease vehicles, which mm-hmm. to get that off-lease vehicle, vehicle, we have to replace it and it's hard to replace it. So it's hard to get, uh, it's hard to get that number up. Yeah. Hard to get gotcha. that number up. Hmm. want to pull up a chat message here from American dude. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gosh. I think it's oh my gosh two of my favorite <laughs> channels. Love to see that. That's really awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you guys. That's awesome. We've got a question here from Mahmoud, which I'll ask you, Marcello. Hi, does Toyota refund the deposit if the customer gets bored from the wait time or decline the possible increase in prices or just change their mind at some point? Yeah, so change your mind is a tough one. Um, so here's the thing, uh, viewers, we, we have to take we have to take buying a vehicle. And I'm not saying that that we don't. We have to take buying a vehicle pretty serious. It's a very large purchase, second largest to the house. Um, you know, so so we have to understand that when we buy a vehicle and sign a contract that we're, we're kind of binding ourselves into an agreement. Right. But having said that, with these current times and this kind of climate, there there is no reason why, you know, if you're waiting too long and you don't want to continue waiting, that you should not be able to uh, reverse that. Right. Um, but again, this is dealer to dealer. It's specific to the dealer. It's not a Toyota question. It's exactly. a it's it's a, dealer, it's a dealer question uh, over here at Maple Toyota. We we don't like the uh, we don't we don't like that a customer walks out if you're unhappy, whether that's because they bought a vehicle that they no longer want or they bought a vehicle that they cannot wait for. So for us, it boils down to that. We just want the customer to leave happy, whether they leave with a vehicle or not. 
Um, and, and I think that's what you got to look for when you're making your decision where you're going to purchase, right? It, but again, it's not a Toyota, not a Toyota question. Toyota can get involved, but they they always refer back to the dealer, always. Hundred percent, it's dealer to yes. dealer. All right, a couple more messages from the chat here. Then yeah. I've got one final question for you, Marcello. Yeah. Pops, I'll, I'll toss it over to you as well. But here we go. Vigilant Siegel says this stuff is hitting four two. I ordered a Maki, and they told me it could be up to a year. So this is obviously, like you were saying before, not just Toyota specific. No. We, yep, we do have a Toyota question here though from Ranting Old Man. Will Toyota stay with hybrids or go to full EVs? Obviously, I don't know if you know the answer to that, Marcello, but uh, your take on it would be interesting. So my take on it is that uh, the hybrid aspect, and this is my take, the hybrid aspect of what we have to offer right now is Toyota getting their feet wet in, into this kind of environment, getting away from the gasoline. You have to remember Toyota, and that's why I love the company. I love the brand. They started with the hybrid in, in the 90s, right, with the first Prius. This is a long mm -hmm. time ago before anyone was even thinking hybrid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think hybrid is completely the future. We've got the new BZ series coming up uh, which should be hitting sometime within the next year uh, we've got the mirai which is uh, fuel cell there's a lot of different technology toyota's playing with right now and i think it's great um, that they're moving to other alternatives other than gasoline are hybrids strictly the future i i don't think so no i don't think so Final question here from Thomas, and then I've got one and one for you, Pops. 2023 Sequoia, looking to get one but didn't want to receive uh, until March of 2023. Do you recommend getting on a waiting list now to get in line when it becomes available or place the order in the summer? Yeah, so any so my, my message to viewers is if you know you want a vehicle, you've already made up your mind, whether it's a RAV Hybrid or whether it's a Sequoia, my recommendation is if your near, nearest dealer or the dealer you're dealing with is willing to open up that waiting list, then I would go on it. Waiting until summer, waiting a month or two, it's not. It's only gonna. It's only gonna delay your. Like for example, I said we're a category one store, which is large. We get a lot of inventory. We're getting one Sequoia hybrid this year. Just wow, one. Yeah, as of now, just just to give you an idea, right? So if you already made up your mind, yeah, I would definitely get on that list. Uh, definitely get on that list. That's insane. Yes. All right. Do you got a question for Marcello? Because I've got one on my head, in my head. Uh, do I have a question? Well, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> then he's got to go back to work. He's well, got, he's got we'll, customers we'll, probably in the show. Guys, I'm here. Don't worry. We're uh, here with life. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Don't worry. Uh, my question for you is this. At, at what point do you think things will return to some level of normalcy? Yeah. Or do, you, do you think it's or do you is think it's, the new normal? Or, yeah. or is this now the new normal? Mm, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I just answered. one you hate, they have to answer. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let me get my crystal ball. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I, I hate to bring up COVID, but if you guys remember life before COVID, I don't think that it'll ever go back to that, right? Uh, and that's the same with the auto dealers. Now, this all started off with COVID, computer chip issues, and now it's just it's going further and further. I, I don't think it will ever go back to the way it was. I also don't think that it'll stay in, in where it is right now, but there will be a median somewhere where the two worlds will, I'm going to use Seinfeld here, the two worlds will collide and they'll make a new world for how business is done. And that's, that's the reality. No, it won't go back to, it, it, I don't think it will go back to the way it was, no. And if, and if I'm wrong, then that's fine, but it, then that's a very long time from now. 
Definitely. All right. I've got one question for you, Marcello. And then uh, again, we'll, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us. Don't here worry. Today. This was good. Thanks, guys. Can you touch on a little bit, you know, at the dealership, my, my dad taught me this when we first started YAA back in the day. There's really three profit centers to the dealership, three business units. There's parts, yeah. there's sales, and there's service. I don't want you to get into the nitty gritty of what's going on, like on the P&L and any of those departments. What I want to ask is, just generally speaking, what's happening in the service side right now? What's happening in terms of parts availability? Is this confined to just the sales side of your dealership? Or is this more broad that you're struggling across? I don't want to say struggling in a bad way, but like that we're facing issues across the board. Yeah, it's so, so good point. And I like that you brought this up. So you've got parts, you've got service, you've got sales. Actually, in our dealership, we're like I said, we're a big store. We also have a body shop, right? We have an in-house body shop. And if I can tell you guys, they're hurting a lot with regards to uh, supply on on items. We've got vehicles that were in accidents in October, November that are still sitting here, not fixed. Customers still in a a rental. I've got the parts we need for a vehicle late model that I, I, I can't get. And I know the customer and, and it's unfortunate. We're going to have to put them in a rental or, or find an alternative. It's everywhere. If the only difference is how you handle it, you might have to handle it a little bit different when you're in the back end in service. Um, cost for oil has gone up. Cost for oil has gone up, right? Availability of oil is, 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 is hard to get to. I remember at one point, uh, maybe early this year or late last year, there was actually an issue where there was little to no oil um, for the dealers. Wow. Yeah. So you've got it. Like, again, transparency really is key. It's really key. And it, and it follows through to all the departments. You know, and it's interesting because if you can't buy a new car and then you're holding on to an existing vehicle and it seems like, you know, you're not the only person I've asked that question, Marcello, but yeah. it seems like there's a looming or it's already here part shortage and quite frankly i've heard from others a labor shortage as well skilled labor shortage yeah Um, you end up in a situation where the automakers have a monopoly on vehicles and what you can drive in this country but you're not going to be able to maintain it you're not going to be able to repair it you're not going to be able to buy it like i i hate to be that guy who's like seeing a dark cloud over maple toyota but i think it's like that one right there like that one makes me a little nervous um it's tough to be a consumer right now yeah. And of course, it's tough for all those people working at Toyota's corporate office. They must—they're not thrilled about this either. But it's. I, yeah. May may I say something? Please, Bob. Um, it, it, yes, it's tough to be a consumer. It really is, and I know there are a lot of people out there that say uh, I'm an apologist for car dealers. But you know, I did spend 43 years <laughs> in the automotive industry, and I can tell you that that it's tough being in Marcello's position. Life is much easier when you have inventory and people can come in and just buy cars. Yeah. Um, the life of a sales manager, if I may, is is like being a firefighter. You yeah. spend your day putting out fires, okay, customer issues, uh, service issues, whatever it is. But today, these are different fires than you've ever had to deal with in the past. And, and so just from my perspective on having spent 43 years in this business, I, I, I feel, I feel bad for you uh, for the position that as a dealer uh, or an employee of the dealership that you're now put into because of these shortages, it's, it's, it's bad for everybody. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, so you got to remember career wise as a sales rep, as management, if we can't come in here, sell and deliver vehicles in a timely fashion, it, like I said, it's not it's not advantageous for the 
for the worker, nor is it for the customer, right? So we're making do. Um, times right now are, let's say, very interesting, but you've got to make the best of it. You've got to be transparent. And eventually, things will, will, will get through this, eventually. 100%. Absolutely. Well, Marcello, again, his YouTube channel is Toyota World. Go take a peek. And here, I'll actually just pop it up on the screen for one moment so that if you end up on a different Toyota World, you needed to end up on this one. Cool. There you go. Let's actually... I can't share my screen that way. But once we hop off, I'll pull it up right on the screen. I just read it. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you for sure. being here with Thank us. You so much, Thank Marcello. you so much, Marcello. We really appreciate your awesome. time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Take care now. All right. So here's what I was trying to show you. Give me one second here. There we go. So there's Toyota World. Go find him on YouTube and watch his videos. Obviously, in the Toyota world. No Does pun this intended. Mean we can take these off now? Oh, yeah. Um, the Car Care Nut, Toyota Certified Mechanic. Check out his channel as well. We're going to be doing a video with AMD, the Car Care Nut, next week, so stay tuned there. Fascinating stuff, and it's great to be able to talk to someone who's boots on the ground. Obviously, you're talking to Chip and your other friends who still yes. work in the industry, but it's great to be able to hear directly from the source of what's happening. Yes, no, and, and you know, it's it's not good for anybody. This is this is not the way business should be. Um and I and I know if I were in the business right now, I would much prefer that that you actually have inventory and and you're you're working on putting out different types of fires than than the types of fires you're, these guys are dealing with on a daily basis today. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, want to turn our attention here today, gang? Back on joinyaa.com, we've got about twenty four hours left on the 20% off on a premium membership. About thirty six. About thirty six hours left. Like yeah. I said, just use luck at checkout membership. You can read all about it right here. But I actually want to head over to the community forum that last week we set a record for most number of new members joining our community. It was incredible. Yeah. There are thousands of people each week joining YAA, which is awesome. The community forum is popping off. So if you are not in the community forum, please get in here. We're getting dealership reviews <clears throat> coming up. Yes. Uh, this website, markups.org, super cool that someone posted. Should I do an early lease trade-in or lease extension? Let's see if we can actually find a deal real quick and maybe we can take a, you know, put eyes on it. We are in the market for a new 2022 Toyota Sienna XSE. This past weekend, I spoke to a salesman at Toyota of Katy here in Houston. He said, because the Siennas are such a hot selling item, the only way to get one was putting a deposit on. You're going to learn and, yeah. and find all sorts of good insights and valuable information at deal review. Anyway, I wanted to put the, the community on uh, on the pedestal for a moment there because it's hugely valuable and super um, super yeah, useful in this it's time. It's helpful. It's helpful to everybody that participates in it. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's answer one final question and then we'll call it a day, Pops. How do salesmen make money if there are no cars? So we should ask Marcello. <clears throat> uh, well, it, it's harder. Um, you know, in, in, the, in the old days, two years ago, uh, you know, the average the average commission was about $500 for every car sold. So, you know, if a salesman needed to, wanted to make a decent living, you had to sell quite a few cars. Now today, in order to make that same type of living with the, uh, with the uh, markups or selling vehicles at MSRP, um, you know, the, um, the commission amount has gone up. Oh yeah, because record the volume, profit, record yeah, profits yes. for the vehicles that are the volume sold. has gone down. That's what's very fascinating. We Marcello works for a Canadian Toyota dealership. Yes, in Canada, you cannot mark up above MSRP. You can't sell it for above MSRP. And, but, yeah, yes. So you got to get creative about how you're making extra money. But it's still it's interesting that in a in a we're here in the United States. Most of our audience is in the United yes. States, where the price markups are egregious. It's fascinating. I bet you they've had to. 
I mean, I'm, Marcello did not tell us this. I'm, I'm speculating here. I bet you their, their headcount, their staff is a lot smaller today than it was three years ago. I would There's think no probably, reason. Yeah. There's no reason. Yes, I, I would think it, it would be so that, that, that the remaining salespeople can divvy up the fewer deals that there are and still be making the same type of living that they were making before. All right. We've got from Christopher Spavins, OMG, this chap really knows what he's talking about. Yep. He really knows he, what's he happening. Better. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got here from Stephen. Maybe you can bring in representatives from different brands, different days. Absolutely. I'd love to get someone from Toyota corporate, Subaru corporate, Hyundai corporate, Ford corporate. Um, Jim Farley, I'll send you a quick email in just a moment. And Jeff is here with us saying totally off subject. However, I love your identical noses. Well, well, thank you. I, I believe uh, there's. Uh, I might have had something to do with it. <laughs> Jordan says, awesome episode, best ever. And Space says, our Canadian friends still get crazy add-ons. If you are in Canada and you're joining us here on YAA or on the Rain Zach channel, we do have a Canada um, a community channel. Yes. So check that out and spend some time there. All right, Pops, let's call it a day. Thank you for your time. Thank you again to Marcello, Toyota World. We'll be back tomorrow yes. at noon Eastern, 9 a.m., Pacific. With more news that you can use from YAA. Thank you, Pops. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. See everybody tomorrow. Thank you all. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.